What's up? Good morning. Good morning, GMGM. Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. FOMO Hour episode 16, ladies and gentlemen, 16. Make sure you follow at FOMO Hour across every single platform. We are broadcasting live on X, on YouTube, both on video and audio. So catch us on audio, on video here. Let me send you a co-host invite, Mando. Uh, we can, we are hosting on video, on X or on YouTube, up to Rugby Radio YouTube. And of course, make sure you follow the FOMO Hour page, turn your notifications on and everything to not miss a show, but also to get a little clips, the updates and stuff. Like last week, I saw we uploaded Udi's 15-minute interview, just like that for people to catch up. So if you're not here live, well, it's okay. You know, we I know people have jobs at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time or at Plain Day in Europe. Uh, Plain Day in Europe as well. So make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. We're also on Spotify. We made a new season separated from GM Web 3 and GM NFTs on Spotify. So you can also catch up uh, on Spotify. And if you like TikTok, which... I don't have TikTok on either of my phones, but I'm being told that we're also posting on TikTok. So, <laughs> so we're literally everywhere ahead of this wonderful bull market that has been put on pause for the next 24 hours. Uh, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> Mando, my wonderful big-brained co-host who's matching me this morning. Look at that. You love to see it, Navy boys. Oh, oh hold on. Do that again for me. Let me... Oh wow! Look at those guns. I didn't know it was. I'm a pinup. I did. I did. I didn't know you could. Uh, I didn't know you were allowed. It was the open carry in Portugal, baby. Look at those guns, Mando. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. You could never tie scramble together. What are you drinking? Coffee, man. I just made it. So good. So I made. I don't know if it's a quadruple or a double. I should check, but it's a lot of coffee. Um, so, what do well, you know that? Like, how many shots come out, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I do I have the barista machine. So, I do like, I grab my beans, you know, the thing that, and then you pack, little weight, put it in. So, I did two of those. Um, but they're two double filters, but they're not really doubles. I don't, I don't understand what single filter, double filter means. There's coffee here, single, double. Uh, maybe that's what it means. Anyways, scrambling this morning, uh, but we did it. Uh, we definitely did it. Say, I'm drinking coffee with, uh, you know what? I think I ran out of milk, so I had to use my girlfriend's milk. And the thing is coconut milk. And you know what? It's actually really good in coffee. I used to do that here and there. Uh, yeah. Then I would switch back to real milk. Um, but, yeah, do you like coconut? What's your favorite type of alternative milk? You know what? I only really drink black coffee. Um, I drink a lot of coffee, but it's generally just black coffee and black tea. So I'm just, I'm not really that normal like that. Black tea. Mm, I'm not a big black tea guy. I'm a big tea guy. I have tea every single day, every night. But more on the like a mint tea, a little, I call it yummy tea. So it's a little sweet before bed, you know, so I don't snack. Uh, but black tea, yeah, black tea is not bad. You don't even like a tiny bit of something. In there. I guess black tea is okay. Sometimes, sometimes I do. Uh, but no, generally, I would say 95% of the time, black. I know what you mean, dude. Like when I was in law school, like doing long nights at the library, the only thing I fucking wanted, you know, those like university tea coffees, the cheap one, you pay like two bucks and you get the whole thing. You put a tiny bit of cream, you know, cream packet. <laughs> that's all you want. Like library nights. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel that. 
Um, I was I mean, in that. Me, show, me and him used to. I mean, we lived together for about five years over that period. Yeah, lots of late nights. Lots of late nights going back like three a.m. Yeah, yeah, we went to uni. Five we years. Uni. And then yeah, after uni we uh we lived together. Huh. That is super cool. That, that was when cool. he was drinking, so he was he was far more oh, degenerate. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, no, Cowley is a good egg now. You know, we were all out. With everyone like one of the last nights in London, and he was there when I I, I didn't he was even meant to be there. I just got there. I was like, oh shit, it's Cali. They're with the same group I'm here with. It was sick, and uh, and he ended up going home after the first part. I was like, wow, Cali. I I wonder what the the college days yeah. were like. You know, listen, he's married man. You know, doesn't drink, does his thing. Love to see that. That's the goal. That that is the goal. You know, that is the goal. It's a point in time where, you know, I don't know. I mean, you have a kid now. Do you like go out and drink less? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I go out clubbing on the weekends. Um, but no, I actually think that we do more like trips and stuff. So like I'm generally out, it's kind of the same amount, right? Like we always have conferences and there's always, so it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm always stuck in, like we travel a lot. So it's good, good balance. It is a good uh, balance. It, drink less. it is. Sure. I drink I, like, as I've gotten older, I've just dr- drunk less and less. I just drink, I just save it for like the bigger nights. I think I genuinely think next gen, like we're going towards a place where like people just drink and do less drugs and shit. Like I, I feel like everybody's just getting healthier. Or is it me just getting older? I'm only 29 though, but I do hang out with Zoomers like Thread Guy because uh, I we work together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like our, at least even in our group, like I see my close friends they drink less. Like look, Ovi went full fucking like zero dark thirty. I mean, obviously it's for boxing, but the guy like really just went full dry. <laughs> <laughs> twice a week maybe that's what motivated me to get back heavy into the gym when i saw him in yeah. london dude i saw his chest popping out of his shirt at asprey I, literally i thought his shirt was gonna rip uh need <laughs> like, that pump yeah poor dude bro he really can't fit in any of his clothes anymore he really needs to get over this fight anyways today on the show today today let me segue out of here before we talk about Obi's chest ripping out of his shirt but i swear to god y'all that's how he ended up looking I'm going to go put that cheeky little point 18 in bed, by the way. I decided it's still a two to one, even though there's a limit of point 18 on that platform. Uh, redacted platform because we're not sponsored, but maybe we get sponsored before Friday and we we, we unredact. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding. But there's a platform offering odds on Ovi and he shared it and it's 2.3 to one at point 18 maximum. Uh, I can't even put one or two ETH, uh, but we'll just put it, you know, for the, for the, maybe it pays for the night. There you go. It's point nice. two ETH, no, it's $400, bro. Come on, yeah. on Friday night. There you go. There you go. So anyway, speaking of stimmies, we got a little stimmy yesterday. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. So today on the show, today, today, market report updates and moves as usual. Um, pack it up, y'all. ETH is down $40, uh, almost $100 since yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bear market again uh, for the next few hours. The bears are avidly, rapidly, furiously retweeting the DOJ uh, tweets from this morning. That's for sure. That's the first notifications I got. Always the first to retweet uh, the bad news. But anyways, we got that. Uh, we got Kraken uh, sued by the SEC as well. Yesterday, you have the CZ Binance news. Uh, so it's going to be a market and, and legal heavy show because you have three legal cases. You have CZ that settled-ish because still, it's still not over for $4 billion facing charges. You have Kraken that was sued yesterday by the SEC. Jesse Powell, that's my founder right there with strong words coming out. Love to see it. I had to weigh in. And then you have more up- updates on the Yuga and, and Ryder Rips and Polly. You know, Yuga say, Mm-mm, it's going to be $7 million for our lawyers. And Polly and Ryder saying, we only can give you, the best we can do is 450 Someone got to meme that. 
best we can do is 450. And then you guys attorney said, well, well, you wanted to fuck around, find out. So give us 5 million. So that's going to be an interesting case to follow. Uh, Cause that's literally what happened, but in legal terms. So we'll have Carlo DeFi defense lawyer, uh, come talk to us about it. And then we have also part of the NFT market up this with Pac-Man blast off, blast off. I got to check my ranking, Mando figure. Yes, I was early. I was top 20. But now I'm probably going to fall into the abyss of being top 5 million uh, because I, I'm not the type to farm. See, I'm already down to ranked 138. Down bad. But we'll talk about all that stuff. Uh, you know, blur, uh, fucking airdrop or whatever. Airdrop size staking thing happened. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's talking about it. So we will also talk about it, give you some thoughts. Anyways, without further ado, why don't we just get into the market update part of this thing. But before, Mando, but before, I have a surprise. <laughs> Who is the man, Mackle Daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's been a, been a while. Look, it's uh, it doesn't feel so great out there today. Um, ETH uh, dipped to 960, Bitcoin's at 36.5k. Um, Really, old coins are the things that really got hurt. And as we go into all the different stories later, like I think all become clear. But generally, um, there was an SEC court case uh, which has named a bunch of different old coins: um, Cardano, Solana, uh, Matic, Near, all got mentioned. Um, and this is very similar to the court case they brought against Coinbase um, a few months ago, about six months ago, where they're basically saying that Kraken was acting like an uh, was acting like a securities exchange. Uh, listing these things um, so it basically claims that these are securities and claims that Kraken was acting like a securities exchange um, uh, so that kind of took all the alts lower and then um, to be honest there the, like the CZ story to me seemed positive there was, there was the story yesterday that you'll have to pay a, potentially pay a four billion dollar fine that's kind of still a negotiation but then today we've got news that the the DOJ is going to announce something now I would suspect highly that this is to do with Binance, given um, yeah. the SEC, like the DOJ was maybe having these negotiations behind closed door with Binance. There have been a lot of rumors about that happening, that there have been some like investigations. So maybe we hear today about a fine being paid and yeah. maybe they have to admit guilt. Maybe CZ has to step down. He, he did make some comments over the weekend when Sam Altman went um, left OpenAI, he said something along the lines of, "You need to know when to let go of um, a company." Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I saw that over the weekend. Where, 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 where did he say that? Was it a tweet? No, no one's brought it up, but I, 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 uh, I just saw it. Like, if you go on to CZ, um, his he, he posted something on the weekend, and I was like, mm, "This sounds." This sounds like you, yeah, investors and founders don't always align. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Knowing when mm. to let control of a company you founded, let go of control of a company you founded is one of the trickiest decisions. And so I read that as, hmm, um, mm. is, he, is he, you know, lying mm. that he's going to be letting go, um, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and yeah, so I think we could see something along those lines um today so i this this doj headline i don't really know why the market sold off when that came out because for me that's prop that just that's the binance headline like it, unless they're gonna you know claim that there's something else but it, the doj normally come get involved later um down these allegations so yeah there's I a line 
We just got the starting 11 here from the DOJ. <laughs> uh, Attorney General Mary Garland, Sec Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen. Oh, Janet. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and CFTC Chairman Rostein Benham. <laughs> yeah, so like they've they've brought out these sort of people before. Like when the, when the DOJ comes out like this, and they did it they did it previously for a large money laundering ring that they found um, with some of the major banks, including like uh, HSBC, um, who are like laundering money for various different terrorist or mafia organizations. Like when they come out like this, it's big. It's <laughs> like when they come out like with the full Avengers. Um, it, <laughs> It's it's normally <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be on video to get that. But sorry, I'm just going through memes while Mando's talking, like under the DOJ announcement. Yeah, um, so he's um he is gonna be you know he's gonna be in Dubai for for foreseeable future, I reckon. Um, I mean, yeah, this guy this guy's gonna be using the non extradition process. <laughs> Uh, to his his advantage, I believe. Um, is this surprising to me? No. What I do think is that any country that if this if this becomes like, you know, if you touch Binance, we're gonna we're gonna consider you a criminal organization. Then this could affect their operations in a lot of the developed world. So it could, uh, particularly Europe, um, they have been making some pretty big moves into Asia over the last like two or three months. They opened up in Japan. They said they opened up in Thailand. Um, and obviously, they, they already have kind of their semi-headquarters um, in Asia, and he lives in Dubai. So it's, I, I would imagine Binance becomes more like a Asian-centered um, right. uh, uh, exchange going forward. That being said, it's not like the SEC has been that great to anyone else. So <laughs> Kraken got, got itself a lawsuit yesterday. Um, a second one. A second one, right? Because they already paid thirty million dollars in fines prior. We'll we'll talk about that, but that's that's wild, right? So the, they're coming. They're trying to come after everyone. Do you think? I have a question for you, Mando. Because then we'll talk about the lawsuits and stuff. Do you think that they're just punting lawsuits to everyone to like get money before all the ETF stuff and just like one last ditch, one last ditch effort type of thing? Like I know, of course, you. It's not like you know the answer for sure, but I don't know. It's so much at once. I would say that this is high. Um... I would say that the is already bad. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think this headline is that bad. Like, um, I I would say it's it's bad. The SEC gets billions of dollars of fines from from financial institutions. I think it's something insane how much they have got over like the top Wall Street banks over the last twenty years. Um, tens. Uh, tens of billions, hundreds of billions. So yeah, like it is a bit of a racket, um, and this doesn't look great. Like I don't really understand why they came back to like uh, go after Kraken. Um, yeah. That being said, like Coinbase stock on a charge at the moment. I don't know if you've been checking out Coinbase stock, but it's been uh, the best I've been checking it out every day, bro. I know one of the best longs of the year. It's up, it's up something yeah. like two hundred and fifty percent so far this year. So. Um, definitely feels like Coinbase is 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 coming out of this um, in a good Come spot. On. Coinbase is a twenty four billion dollar market cap, man. Though, like there are shit coins. This not even shit coins. The shit coins, shit coins, shit coin. Like the not even the De Delta play. The what's after? What's the last Z? The Zeta play is a twenty four billion. 
and Coinbase that's actually literally in the paperwork for every single ETF out there, all of them, and the only exchange, right, that is publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange, Captain America, Brian Armstrong, it's a 24 bill. And it was like a third of that in the bear market. No, I think your, your zero is wrong, right? Like 24 bill, only really Solana, Ripple, Binance Coin, and... and oh, maybe I was exaggerating a little bit, you know? <laughs> Oh, the shit coin, shit coin, shit coin, shit coin. Like that, that well, is a top <laughs> in the bull market. In the bull market, I would agree. Like some of the L1s kind of hit reach that sort of level. That's what I meant. <laughs> but yeah, this is um yeah, this isn't quite the shit coin, shit coin, shit coin. But yeah, it's 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 up a lot though. Two hundred percent you're yeah. you want to just have general um exposure to crypto, that's been that's been a good one just to just to have. So um, yeah, look, that's uh, that's 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 where we are. It feels as though the market felt like it kind of wanted to sell off. Like a few of those altcoins, few of the coins, all tried to reach the previous high. Like ETH tried to get up towards twenty one hundred again, didn't quite make it there, and has now dipped back down. Solana tried to get up to sixty eight again, dipped back down. Same with things like Link. Same. So you had like what you would call a head and shoulders pattern across altcoins, where like they tried to reach that previous high, they didn't, and now we've kind of like dipped, dipped um, right back down again. Ethan, Ethan, uh, Bitcoin coming all, away from this being a little bit better, in my opinion, um, just because it feels as though they are going to be more difficult for the SEC to get in the way of. But like, does does this hurt the long term adoption of something like Solana? I do think this does. This is like a medium term um, thing, in my opinion. Like these lawsuits, although there is a chance that the Coinbase lawsuit gets dismissed, and I, I actually think they've got a good chance of doing that. This, on an institutional level, this will definitely like muddy the waters slightly um, for a lot of those coins. But I feel I feel like most people in the market th thought we were finally getting somewhere with the SEC. You know, it was like Gary's had enough, <laughs> and then he hits us with this, and it's like this was kind of the same argument you were making six months ago with Coinbase. That like, why don't you just wait to see how that one. That one, but it feels as though we're going to keep on trying to bully the market with um, with enforcement action. So I don't think this is yeah. great. The altcoin space uh, away from ETH and Bitcoin. Um, it's definitely I, it definitely made me think. Like, do I think that Solana could go to like 150 with this sort of thing outstanding? You saw what happened with Ripple, right? Like, it, it is a bit of a cloud to have. Oh, the SEC thinks. SEC thinks this is a security over, over your coin. So I would say that until that is resolved, I think it could could be a bit of a put a bit of a break on some of these old coins which had massive run ups. But maybe I'm completely wrong, and everyone just like you know it's bull market. Let's just buy every coin. But it does feel as though um, if Listen. if I was if I was to judge it, I would say ETH and Bitcoin come away from this looking the best. You got to put your nuts on your table. Dot ETH. It's a new trademark. Dot ETH. You know, I, I transferred the domain to Benny this morning, actually. Um, that, being, that being said, what I did think is if I was to own any altcoins right now, it would be some of the meme coins, right? Like it would be the coins where they're not securities. Um, and you want to have some <laughs> extra risk. Like I can imagine Doge maybe runs, Pepe runs, or like maybe maybe even Ripple runs, right? Like Ripple hasn't is up a little bit so far. Um, recently, but it could, it, it could, you know, if people just want to go down the risk spectrum yeah. and they don't want to own an SEC coin, so to speak, then, 
Yeah. I know what I you mean. mean no, I know exactly what you mean because it's always the same thing. Like they have to come and give the exact same list of securities per the SEC as always. It's the same list they sent to when the Coinbase lawsuit uh, went down. The same list to Kraken yesterday. I mean, it's it's always the same, right? So what is it? There's ICP, Internet Computer Coin. If you go into CoinGecko, they have they actually have them. Like the, if you go into CoinGecko and be like SEC coins, it's one of the categories of CoinGecko. Um, let's go check it out. So let's go to categories uh, go right to, there. Yeah. Alleged SEC securities. This one, it's literally there. Yeah. yeah. So these <laughs> are the ones. <laughs> it's a. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Look at this: FTC holdings, alleged SEC securities, and privacy coins. Like all that with the fire emoji next to them. It's so good. So BNB, Solana, Cardano, Tron, Polygon, Toncoin, Cosmos, Filecoin, Internet Computer, Near Protocol, Algorand, Flow, Sandbox, Axie, The Central Land, Chili's, BitTorrent, Nexo, Terra, Dash. Okay, it's too many. I'm not reading all of those. Just wait. I thought I could go down the list. There you go, all the way down to Pulse Chain. And Hex. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. Though this is probably good. You know, when this went down, it's probably a good time to look at Solana and some of those coins that you were probably thinking you were late on. Not you, think you maybe me or people listening, right? Um, it's interesting. Well, that to be clear, that's kind of the opposite of what I was saying. I actually think this is more of a medium-term thing. Like, <laughs> I actually think that this isn't something that. Are you supposed to buy yeah, blood? I think they can bounce bounce back. I'm not saying that, but do I do I think that it's easy for a coin? To go to like a hundred billion and still have the SEC thinks this is a security, I think I think Ripple has shown that that can't really happen, yeah. even with very high adoption. So I think this is this slightly puts the brakes on Solana to a thousand, in my opinion. So yeah, by by dips. I'm not saying you can't have a short term mindset, but like that did make me think: can this do a 10x from here? Maybe that's more difficult until that yeah. this sort of is resolved. Whereas there are other coins, I think. Which perhaps don't have that narrative where you know they suddenly start to think, oh, so maybe this is the thing that does a 10x. So yeah, buy blood. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy blood. I'm just saying that I, this this affects my reasoning reasoning over those coins again because it felt I felt the SEC was gonna like basically probably gonna lose that coinbase lawsuit. They clearly are just gonna keep, you know, trying to do this sort of stuff and keep trying to call everything yeah. a security. So yeah. Oh well. Well, look. Uh, that's that on the on the market side. Looks like while you were talking. So please, I mean, by all means, you can keep talking. But ETH bounced from 1952 to 1990s. Uh, near actually 1999. Uh, near 2K. Uh, Bitcoin ran back up above 37K, where it's nearing back again. Sold about 50 55 dollars. Sorry. And a lot of the coins actually caught up. It makes a lot of sense because I did see the DOJ stuff early on, and I was like, hmm, what is it? But it makes perfect sense. It's just about CZ and like usual, like when you see a DOJ to come out with Avengers 4 and everybody and the whole task force of anti-crypto military task force, right? Janet Yellen, right? Like throughout military against crypto. And they put everyone, of course, it's to talk about yesterday's events with CZ, right? <laughs> it's like, it's almost obvious. I wonder what that means. I mean, him stepping down as CEO, Mando, and I guess we can segue into the news of CZ that we saw yesterday. Of course, like you've all seen the news about the $4 billion that, you know, CZ was, um, um, oh, there's speaking of the devil. I mean, wow. Carlo requests us to speak at the same time as this, uh, is, is poetic, but point being yesterday. So the DOJ is seeking $4 billion from Binance 
criminal charges uh, may come against Cezus. So the DOJ's negotiations include possible criminal charges against Binance's founder and CEO Changpeng Zhao, so that is CZ, uh, but would allow Binance to keep operating, right? And so obviously this was a big overhang of the market. And Mando, correct me if I'm wrong, but the market actually reacted positively to the news yesterday right away. Like it was just directly correlated. We saw a bunch of coins uh, immediately uh, gain a lot of traction. I think that's when you talked about almost went to 2100. And so obviously that was a big overhand and stress point. And Mando, I'll go to you quick. And then Carlo, I'll go to you because I saw you just joined us, GM. But uh, Mando, um, we've been waiting for this for a moment. You used to remember like every time Adam Cochran used to make a threat about Binance over the bear market, trying to single-handedly take it down while he had a long short on it. <laughs> Try to bang BNB under $200. You came here and you had almost become like the anti, I mean, there's even a meme of you out there with your face and the four uh, CZ out there. I mean, dude, I, I think you, you have, have to, to top off this topic. You have to, top this. yeah, this is your topic right there, my king. I mean, you were the one coming here saying, yo, this is all just bullshit. He's going to get a fine, relax. Like, how do you, what do you make of the news yesterday and what this means for the market? I think this is really fucking positive for the market, to be clear. Um, I, I, I think we're about to hear from the four horsemen of the SEC that this is going to be like, he's a terrible person. I don't give a shit. All I cared about is that finance didn't take down this industry and wasn't insolvent. Um, he can pay $4 billion. Like There are rumors that they make multi-billions a year, like... Um, disgusting amounts. I think so, during the bull market, the valuation for Binance people spoke about was in the hundreds of billions. There was there was talk that CZ might be the, the richest man alive. Um, I, I would be very unsurprised if they have the, the money to pay this sort of level of a fine. I, I think it's going to say you know he was he was mixing funds. I think he was um, trading in a similar way to Alameda in that they had like uh, his own personal fund or they probably had inside market makers that were trading against you. All the sort of stuff that's like, yeah, it's bad, but is this going to take down crypto? I don't think so. So mm. for me, this probably means a smaller Binance. I don't, maybe they're able, able to operate in the US. Remember they are a tiny operation in the US right now. In fact, a lot of the FUD has been about their US operations basically kind of coming to a halt and the liquidity issues around that. So. They might have some presence in the U.S., Binance U.S., but it will be minuscule and it will not be a big deal. Um, it's really just will they continue to be a, a powerhouse in the industry. Then being smaller in this industry has been a good thing, in my opinion. Like uh, us having less exposure to them being the number one has, has been a good thing. You've seen the rise of other exchanges like OKX and Kraken and, and Coinbase. Obviously, you've seen a bit of a rise in Huobi as well, which I don't love. Um, I'm far more worried, worried about Justin Sun. But uh, it does feel, I, I would say this is a big win. It takes away one of the biggest, you know, black swans left in the market, which was, oh my God, there's a huge hole in Binance's balance sheet and they're going to take everyone out. That was like a big worry, I think, for, for, for people, even if, you know, I was on the side of, I don't think, I think they're fine, I think they're capitalized. I think he's just had issues with fee, getting his fear out. I think this takes away a, a lot of that. Who's left to liquidate? You know, like they, they, they were they were the one that people were scared about um, going under or something happening to them. So I think this this puts us all in a slightly better scenario going forward. Um, it probably needs to a smaller version of them, and I think we can kick on from there. What I did I did think is that even with that good news, we didn't we didn't really rally that much. So that so my, the trader in me said, mm, maybe we're you know we're getting towards the 
you know, a little bit of a two-sided period here. Like we, we basically pumped like 2% on ETH on what I would have considered to be very good news. So like, I was like, oh, maybe we're, we're kind of selling good, good news here. But then we did also hear about the Kraken uh, news come out. So I would, um, I would, I feel like the market wants to sell off a little bit here. It's basically what I'm telling you. And I don't, mm. uh, don't think, I, I thought that just, yesterday. It just feels as though some, some wind is coming out of the sails across the board. Um, good news like that in my eyes is, um, and I think most of the market's eyes, uh, didn't really yeah. see the same reaction, which tells me that the, that, and, and small bad news is causing dumps. So it just feels to me like we want to go a little bit lower and we're going to get, get a better chance to buy some of this stuff slightly lower at the moment. So I'm, although I think it's good, I think, I think maybe the market is in a place where it probably wants to sell off slightly. So it, it was a little bit of a double-sided news, right? Which is perfect because that's what you're saying, because I, I want to segue to Carlo here. Carlo, so in this article I'm reading, right? And the double side is, is is the following: negotiations have been included the possibility have included the possibility of criminal charges against Binance's founder and CEO Changping Zhao, also known as CZ. Um, however, as it currently stands, the deal would allow the crypto exchange, the world's largest by volume, to keep operating while its leadership is accountable. Which is probably that's on the better side of news. But Carlo, straight out of straight out of court. <laughs> straight out of court my man my man is dedicated when we have these segments <laughs> about lawyer stuff uh he's probably like putting some criminal out of court because he's so good at his job I'm just playing carlo but straight out of court into the show carlo first of all gm second of all what's this is that a double s short uh on the other side like what 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 could happen at cc here yeah gm so i'm on a break so i may have to cut back out shortly oh, but shit. i did okay. want to jump in um <laughs> It's an interesting development. You know, when the story first broke, the, the the Bloomberg story talked about the fact that there would be this potential $4 billion settlement that was negotiated and criminal charges, which I found interesting because there's really three general ways you can do this. You can either pay some kind of an asset forfeiture in lieu of prosecution, which doesn't appear as on the table right now. You can have some kind of a charge bargain where you can agree to pay restitution and, and, and forfeiture of assets in exchange for lesser criminal prosecution, or you can have some kind of a deferred prosecution agreement where you make an acknowledgement of guilt, you pay the uh, forfeiture, and you got to comply with certain terms and conditions of that agreement. So there's not a lot of information out there yet as far as the contours of this agreement, but the more I'm seeing reported about it and the more I'm thinking about it, the DOJ may have made this decision to avoid exactly what Mando's talking about which could be a tremendous ripple effect globally for crypto. So they have made the potential calculated decision here that they will take the win, they will get an acknowledgement of guilt to some degree from CZ and Binance, they will sanction them with this hefty $4 billion fine, and they'll move on. Curious to see how that's going to impact a potential settlement in the SEC action. But if CZ has opted to take some kind of criminal sanction here, in order to keep Binance Global alive and thriving, well, that, that's an interesting decision he's made to fall on the sword, potentially, to save the bigger operation. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. And you're right. We also had the Kraken news. So we've had now the three biggest trading platforms in the world, I would say, all under SEC scrutiny. And one is settling its criminal case. So I think if this settlement does go through, and if it goes through as as we are speculating, I think it could ultimately be good globally for crypto. Okay, I like that, Carlo. How long how long's your break? 
<laughs> not not very long at okay. all, sadly. So so well before you go, then just quickly, you did mention Kraken. So do you have a? Of course, like I looked into it more, and and happy to to talk about it. But we had we had Jesse Powell come out about all this. Uh, what are we thinking here? Like similar than than all the others? Like you know, slap on a slap on the wrist, fine. Like they already got earlier this year. You know, it's funny because they already reached a settlement, uh, as as Powell had talked about with the SEC, and then they came at them with this new, yeah, and then they came at them with this new charge, which essentially seems to be, on first glance, very similar to what was brought up in the Coinbase case. We know that these arguments have already been rejected by at least two courts in two different federal jurisdictions, so now they're bringing this in the Ninth Circuit, which is the federal district in California. And I'm wondering if they're trying to test. But my position is if these have already been rejected in other federal courts, I would suspect that the federal judge presiding over this case is going to look closely at what the other judges and other circuits have done with these cases and probably want to be consistent in ruling on these allegations. So, again, I'm glad that he wants to put up a very vigorous fight because I think the legal precedents as far as the district court decisions right now seem to be favoring. The momentum seems to be against the SEC right now. And if they lose on this case as well, that could pretty well send a very strong message, I think, across the board that courts are just not going to accept this investment contract argument that they keep trying to shop around to different federal circuits. Yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. I, I had see, looked into it and seen that it's the same thing as Coinbase. I think they even talked about this in their statement that came out. So it's interesting to see them go after, like like you said, top three exchanges is a good point, right? Obviously, Coinbase case is known. They're very public about it. We hear about it often. Um, Binance, you've seen the major updates yesterday, and you're going to probably hear about it at 3 p.m. Eastern Saturday time today again. And then uh, Kraken. Actually, Carlo, DOJ, just back to this quickly. Um, they're coming out at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do you think it's to speak of obviously about like the Binance stuff, or are we in for some different news here? You know, hard to say, but if it is, if it is announcement that they have struck a deal and reached an agreement in this case, I think I have to agree with Mando. If the agreement keeps Binance global operations alive and intact, then I think we have to chalk that up as a collective win. Not for CZ. He'll have he'll have to pay and he'll have some sanction and potential criminal prosecution coming his way. But collectively, I think it's a it's a big win for for the global crypto market. Yeah. I mean, look, there's going to be a point in time where all these cases are going to be like settled or fixed or whatnot. And we're going to get ETFs and market's going to rip. And it's going to be great. But it would be fun if we didn't have these moments along the way, right? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's at least one heart attack a day. One heart attack a day keeps a lawyer away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Carlo, and then the last but not least, quickly, I will go through it with you. But we got some updates on the on the on Yuga and 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 Pauline Ryder. Is it safe to say you guys for seven mil for legal fees? Pauline Ryder said best we can do is four fifty. Yuga said, "All right, give me five <laughs> million. That is. Yeah, look, it's going to be up to the judge to approve that number. And you know, legal fees have gotten out of control. Uh, you know, it is it is just a reality of the market conditions. I mean, they they got top-notch lawyers on this case mm -hmm. and crypto is very highly specialized area. It's not something that every lawyer can do. So they're entitled to to be paid the fees that they believe are justified for the work they're doing. But a judge is probably going to temper down those legal fees, in my humble opinion, based on number one, like you said, the ability of the defendants to pay and also 
the judge is going to probably try to line those fees up more with what are more normative fees. These fees are big. It was a case that was fully litigated. They are entitled to be paid, but normally there is some ground given on attorney's fees when you do reach these types of resolutions. I don't think they'll get the full amount. Yeah. All right. Well, look, um, what's what about what amounts are you used to seeing when it comes to a case like that? Have you seen something similar? Like, are we talking like they're going to settle for like under mail? Are we talking they're going to get slapped with three and a half plus? Like, do you have an idea usually? You ballpark? Know, it, it's it, it's hard to say because I, I haven't looked at the what the fee affidavits. I haven't looked at mm. what the attorneys actually represented their hourlies look like. So it's hard to really put a number on it. But I think they'll be they'll be to an extent justly compensated. And something is definitely better than nothing in this case. So I think they'll come out of it with with some recovery. But look, they scored a big win. They were able to to protect the brand and they were able to have a moment of vindication when it came to all these allegations. So anything they get is a win. Yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, Carlo, uh, if if anyone here is looking for for one of those expensive crypto lawyers, clearly there's someone here that knows uh, (laughs) what they're talking about. Mando, I'm telling you, if I have one call, if after one day I'm in anything and I have to make that one call, I think I'm going to call Carlo. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think my one call is going to – that's what Jenko told me one day. If, he's, if you have one call to make and one call only, you got to call Carlo. one 888 I feel like I need to put that on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, in America, you all have all these like legal bi- – it's only in America. Like on a bus stop, you have the lawyers, you know, that's sweet James, one 888 Call us right now and get your <laughs> – but Carlo, thank you so much for for all the very very interesting information here in between your uh, your your in your, your break a court. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the kind words and thanks always. I always love to come up and contribute, and uh, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for all. you too, Carlo. Happy Thanksgiving later this week, Mando. I mean, look, we got a good uh, we got a good roundup here on all the these uh, legal cases. But yeah, so on the cracking case, so we already talked about the. Binance stuff, but I had seen, um, you know, like you said, you, you named already that they listed all these tokens, blah, blah, blah. So it's the same ones. But what I particularly appreciated here, I want to share is Jesse Powell, right? Who's the co founder of, of, of Kraken and obviously crypto OG, like, you know, kind of like a Brian Armstrong, right? At this stage, uh, been doing this for like 12 years plus. I'm pretty impressive, honestly, uh, of a founder said, USA's top diesel is back with another assault on America. The Mazo. Wait, masochists? Is that how you say it? Masochist? Masochists. Masochists haven't been happy with the beatings they've been taking in New York and are shopping for a different flavor of regdom in CA, which is what uh, Carlos just talked about. I thought we settled all their concerns for $30 million in Feb. Now they're back for a second. So it looks like uh, it looks like Gary Gensler is indeed into sloppy seconds here. Um, and you know, they put announcement out, of course, like cracking our partners for a few things that we've done together in activations. I believe I thought at first, like that the SEC Gary Gensler saw thread guys, thread guys outfits on, in our videos we did with them and decided to just like find them for that. Uh, but it was not for that. Um, so <laughs> I thought they saw thread guys, sneaker shoes, like all oh, his sneaker collection. Like, no, we got to put a stop to the, to the content they're creating out there. You know, we got to save the American population. You know, they saw his sneakers, man. They're like, no. Nah. Wait, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. But no, they came for something else. And I find that interesting that they're going after literally the good actors, right? Jesse, Brian, arguably people are trying to build platforms that are safe for American, the American consumer. And then, um, but no, you know, SBF was, was the golden boy. Uh, that always makes me laugh. Um, that always makes me laugh. But that's, that's a good roundup on that. And just so you know, I, I get a lot of messages, whether it's on the side or because uh, I saw some stuff about 
they alleged they alleged a, a, alleged they accused them anyways that and the same thing with Coinbase. Like I'm glad Carlo did it to have commingled funds. But if you go on the article that Kraken put up, right, and you just uh, control F to the part about commingling, they they highlighted the the, um, the Coinbase case. And if you look into the Coinbase case as well uh, from the SEC. Um, they actually mention the same thing. Um, they actually talk about how the Coinbase internal ledger individually tracks each deposit and withdrawal of crypto assets and fiat currencies for each customer. But Coinbase otherwise commingles customer funds and crypto assets that are similar in nature. So the SEC pretty much goes out there and accuses everybody of commingling funds. So just so everybody knows, like that's something I, I picked up from the announcement from Kraken yesterday, uh, Mando. Which they are doing, to be clear. Huh? Like, is, so, so do you know what commingling of funds really, really is? It's like... So, for example, if you put money into a bank account, you, your funds aren't co-mingled with the banks, right? You have segregated accounts. Um, they are basically saying that they, this all goes into one big wallet, which we know it does. And although their internal system tells you what, um, who has what, it isn't segregated. So, for example, for money markets funds, like if you have your money, if you if you put your money into a money markets fund, you have a segregated account at the bank. Um, and for certain financial institutions, they will say, look, you need to have a segregated account. So if the financial institution goes down, my funds are segregated. They are protected. Um, whereas for, they, they've never said that for exchanges. Uh, so when the exchange goes down, everyone gets hurt. There's no, there's no like, oh, but if you had a segregated account at the exchange, you know, your, your money's fine. If they want to bring that in, they need to set regulation about that. But that is not even standard that's not even standard for, for, for many banks. Like they'll only segregate your account if you have something like a money markets fund. Um, so I, I, I would agree that it's excessive um, regulation um, to ask for that um, without even saying that that's what was needed to have happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, I see exactly what you mean. So anyways, they come, you know, that's what Carlos said. That's what we just read. They come after all the exchanges with the same exact uh, mentions and whatnot. So look, it is what it is. Maybe they shake him down for a few million dollars. Uh, but definitely, Jesse wasn't happy. <laughs> and I, honestly, dude, I love. That's one of the founders I really like in this space. Regardless of our work with them, like I was already a Jesse fan years back when I joined the space. He used to always come on Clubhouse, the good old day. Hear the song, you know, the Clubhouse days. He used to he used to ape NFTs, uh, like crazy, like early on. Uh, in 2020 so he would come on these rooms just like fucking bed and just buy a bunch of nfts even on space he used to hang out on spaces with us and just buy nfts it was so fun but as he says message is clear 30 million dollar buys you about 10 months before the sec comes around to extort you again again strong words here lawyers can do a lot with 30 million but the sec knows that a real fight will likely cost 100 mil plus and valuable time if you can't afford it get your crypto company out of the u.s war zone Man, he literally like calling it a war zone and saying that they're pretty much like thugs, right? And that's how they, they sh you know, that's how they shake companies down. And again, man, we've talked about this on the show before a lot, but this is not great for the USA, right? I think people want a framework to be able to operate in the United States of America. It's not like American citizens and people want to defraud the DOJ and the SEC and the CFTC and CII, all these fucking acronyms. You know, I, I like I know American entrepreneurs generally want to like work with them, but you know, like work with their framework, but they're just not allowing it and this is all we're saying i think everyone and it's wild so man 
So anyways, look, we, we're here for the Brian Armstrong beating of the SEC. We'll be there for Krakens, and we'll be there for every other news, and we'll be there tomorrow in the next 10 years. Uh, exactly. I'm seeing Melissa Mimosa saying they're bullies. Anyways, so up next. So that was um, that's a good roundup. Look, we already talked about um, the Yuga and the Pauly stuff. We need to go about it again. We'll see what happens there, but it looks like there's more money on the table. Shout out to Nir McD again for a really good thread uh, explaining everything that went down. So you can go check her out. She put everything out there. She laid it down in a, in a, in a good thread. The sentence that I found hilarious here, Amanda, was if there's an exceptional case determination and we're talking about north of $5 million in attorney's fees, I hope your client in his artistic endeavors makes a lot of money so he can write a check for $5 million. <laughs> I thought that sentence was so chad. <laughs> it's like i hope you make money doing art if all this was art because you're gonna pay today and god damn man lawyers are should i have stayed in law school man though lawyers are cooking in the block dude cooking cyrus that's my little brother he better become a blockchain attorney i think this the u.s passed some rules recently where you can actually like invest in law firms in certain states so oh, yeah man. like it, it didn't used to be the case. It used to have to be like partnerships, but now I believe you can start to invest in law firms in certain states. So I personally think that's, that's going to be a good trade. Like own own law own law firms. Um, it seems like a that could be an interesting one. My first mentor, right? That was eighteen years old. I still talk to him a lot, but he's he was a big like media magnet in California, and uh, and he actually owns law firms. And he cooks with that, bro. You know those injury law firms? Like, one eight eight eight, like, make me this money with this and sue the fuck out of this guy because he ran into your car and you broke your arm type shit. Like, cooks, bro. Like, we're talking, like, private jet money. <laughs> so, I... I, I yeah, there's a lot of money there, especially in the States, right? It's very uh, litigious over there. I, that's why I told my brother, I'm like, listen, you got to stay in law school. He's almost there, right? He's, like, last, like really finished. Like, I'm like, just become a blockchain attorney. You know, become a blockchain lawyer. I said, I called him three years ago and got into law school. I said, you're going to cook. Trust me. Just like go specialize in blockchain tech, NFTs, IP and all this shit. And you're going to cook. And Carlos said it on stage. Like, These MFers make a lot of money. Didn't say it like that. But <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why Carlos keeps buying nicer NFTs. Hmm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> didn't he add a few red guys the other day? <laughs> Those are not cheap. Those are $1,000 a pop. <laughs> he sounded like I don't know if you noticed, he was like, you know, fees are going higher in the industry. And he's like, <laughs> on this, this, this speech before. Didn't you say you guys hired Jenko? I was wondering why Jenko is not on Spaces anymore because Jenko's too rich now for Twitter Spaces. Okay. Jenko works in various different Canary Labs projects. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jenko is too rich for kid for a day. He's got his account on private now. He'll DM me because he does listen to the show every day. He'll DM me when, shout out to Jenko, by the way, when it's a really good show, he'll like text me and be like, yo, that was a great show today. And like, like that's why I know you're hearing this, Jenko. You're going to hear it on replay. I love that y'all are cooking here on the legal side. Anyways, so let's move on to the next topic of the day. Uh, quickly, look, there's not. Too much to say, right? Yesterday was the big airdrop at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was a little bit delayed, but we still got it in the end. Mando, um, I looked through all my jean pockets. It's probably going through pants trying to find 20 bucks here and there. I ended up finding a couple thousand blur tokens. Hell yeah, uh, because it came on the day that my girlfriend sent me her Christmas wish list half an hour before Mando. And mind you, 30 minutes later, the airdrop happened. So I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's going to help, though. Just in gas fees, I'm going to have to uh, you know, lose almost all my airdrop uh, just transferring it out. No, but all jokes aside, so uh, I'm reading here. Um, so not only did we get an airdrop, we got a whole other thing. 
a whole other launch. So there was an airdrop of Blur tokens, and then they announced Blast, which is an L2 on Lido uh, that is funded by Paradigm, once again, because they're behind Blur, Standard Crypto, Ego Capital, and yada, 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 also founded by, by Pac-Man. So now, basically, you got the airdrop of, Air, of Blur, which is staked in the contract. You get to earn more Blast for having that if you want. Uh, I went and played around with it. For a hot second, I was 19th. I topped. I topped the 19th leaderboard because I was early, Mando. Uh, I only moved $20, by the way. I put 20 USDC. I was like, fuck it. Let's throw it in there and let's see what I do. Put my invite codes on the timeline. They got taken two seconds. Don't do that, by the way, because my squad is poor. So basically, the, the Ponzi, the way it works is that you have to find a squad that has money and you have goals. And the more people like that you invite... And puts in that, by the way, joking about my squad here, because someone put one ETH and only put 20 bucks. But, like, if, <laughs> if like, you all collectively put more together, then you get more token, more points. So, basically, you got a token that you have points. They give you a token. And the token can be staked for more points. And then in February, you'll be able to see if you get more points or you get more tokens that could potentially be worth something. But at this stage, Mando, and that's why I put on the timeline, I've given up trying to understand. I'm just another ape trying to participate in the market like the rest of you, okay? And <laughs> I'm a founder in the space. I'm busy. I don't have time to do the math on blur tokens and blast off tokens and all that shit. So I'm just a, I'm just playing it like any of y'all would play it uh, listening to the show. And we'll see where it takes us. And so I got my 4,000 points now, Mando. Uh, here's what it looks like on the screen uh, on blast. And we'll see. But it looks like Hanway, who's the top, uh, shout out to Crypt, Crypt Kev. Crypt Kev, who put one ETH in our squad goal. I, I do think, like, they... I have to give it to Pac-Man for one thing. He is so good at gamifying this shit. I mean, this thing is a whole casino. I opened Blast, I think I'm a robot. Like, there is a card game to more points. There's a spin-off for more points. I'm out here gambling, tweeting for points. Like, and I'm a degenerate, so I love these things. And so I'm here, bridge more. See, I only bridge 20 bucks. So just so you all know, you don't have to put a lot of money to participate in this. I know people, most people I know put 0.05, 0.01 ETH into this. So give it a shot if you want. You never know. I have 4,069 points. How poetic. I'm 143 on the leaderboard. And that's what happened. So, uh, and I got about $400 blur airdrop. So just so you all know my size, if you think I'm talking bags here. <laughs> I'm big whale, $400. Yeah. <clears throat> Mando, all that to say. What do you think of all this? Uh, looks like a lot of people cook. Looks like Machi's not too happy. Uh, so what do you, what's your read here on the Blair drop? And uh, yeah, well, let's open and see the floors. <laughs> just a load of stuff came out, right? Like we, we were oh. waiting for the end. We were waiting for the stimmy. Um, feels like the highest was between 5 and 10 million. Blur's actually up. Um, so which I thought was interesting. It's up, it's up something like 10% today um, on the back of this. So, you know... If you hold on, I think you're in a, we're definitely in a better spot. Um, I, and then they announced this L2, although it's not really an L2 yet. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a closed contract, which is basically controlled by five people. It's on a five person multi-sig. And there's been quite a lot of fight fug, about the security aspects of the, <clears throat> aspects of that. The, um, which, which I think are, are warranted to be clear, like, though, I think you, if you really knew the security of most of the L2s, I think you'd probably think the same as well. Like some of the sequences are basically um, not decentralized at all. And there's lots of different weak points at L2s from a security standpoint. Anyway, um, let's put that aside. This is your classic Ponzonomics, like get everyone on. The more people you get on, the better. 
they've got $65 million of TBL already. Now that's not unbelievable, but it's not small. Um, we saw Arbitrum has a couple bill yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. They'll be hoping to run this up to a few hundred million, maybe even over a billion. So um, definitely hoping to get a lot of people on there. And what is the revolution about it? Well, the revolution seems to be um, that it's got something called a native yield. So if you put ETH on there, you automatically get a, uh, it gets staked and you automatically get a, a yield. I believe it's staked with MakerDAO. So you get like a 4% yield effectively on, uh, effectively on it, which is just effectively that comes from US treasuries. So uh, it just comes from uh, what MakerDAO Make invests in. Um, and then you're going to get blast points um, as well alongside of that. And obviously the amount of blast points depends on how many people you get onto the chain. I think that is interesting. It is nice just to think that, you know, your, your, the, your balance goes up with time. If you have it on chain, like some people, you know, it'd, it'd be, it's nice to, to trade uh, and do stuff with your ETH and just know it's going higher each day. You know, it's like looking at your bank account each day and knowing it's going high, even though you were doing stuff with it. So I think that is quite a cool thing to have like automatic staking going on. I don't know what the tax implications are of this sort of stuff, but that feels like the sort of stuff that like people are going to worry about later. But yeah, it's, um, it is, it's just, it's, it's interesting innovation. And then he said that, you know, season three is going to be built around building a perp platform. Perps, for NFTs is something that um, obviously flooring protocol have kind of gone down the route of where you own the token. Right. Um, but <clears throat> the, the, a proper perp platform, as you, as people know in coins, generally has to happen on its own chain. Um, so DYDX, for example, was originally on an uh, ethl 2 and uh then it created its own cosmos chain um but yeah so he's basically said look if we're going to be able to do a perp platform it's going to have to be on an l2 and that's why they built this seemingly but really i think it's just to build another ponzi and um we will yeah you probably will see perp trading on on blur but um look pac-man knows what he's doing like he, he does very very well with this sort of stuff and paradigm do and standard do i mean that those are some of the, you know, the puppet masters, so to speak, in crypto. Everyone likes to be in one of those deals. Um, I think we need to speak next that um, depending on how many art gobblers you own, you get more like bird token. So like they should make art gobblers, the, 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 not the, the art collectors PFP. They should make art gobblers the, the, the NFT traders PFP. What do you think? Did you, have you met anyone who ever bought an art gobbler? No. Right. So Paradigm probably bought all the art gobblers, and that's it was remember. Literally, why I'm saying, that's literally why I'm saying that. <laughs> no one ever bought an art gobbler, as far as I'm aware. It was just Paradigm bought them all via Blur, and this was basically a pump to get Blur Blur done. And now this is uh, you know another uh, pump to to get their L2 done. So I think there is some real innovation here. I do see that if the perp platform is going to take off, and and maybe I think our lens of NFTs is like, who the hell wants to trade perps? on a jpeg but if they start having big pools of um real world assets on blur then it suddenly becomes interesting like you could trade perps on any financial asset you know like houses or like um, i don't know global shipping just like random stuff right so like you it, it could become very interesting with time it's just for now all the assets on blur are obviously digitally native so um yeah i think there's innovation I think, yeah, you know, you're getting into bed with, with a pump here. Um, 
a pump, which generally people have still made money off in the past uh, from a lot of these. I made money on the last blur airdrop. I traded it. What always happens with these things, what always happens is people get a taste and they overextend themselves. Yes. So all I would say with all of these things is never overextend yourself. Never be the person who's going for the most number of points or in the top 10 or like makes it their personality of the platform time and time again with all these different things, blur, friend tech, now this, like you will see the same people make it their like personalities would be this. And they generally just get wrecked because they get overextended and they, they feel it's like a personal thing to get out of it and this sort of stuff. So just like be a uh, fun user of these sort of things. Don't, don't make it your, like your number one thing. That's what I would say. That is literally probably one of the best advice in NFT in crypto though. Like don't make one thing your personality. You don't know how to chat about this, but something else, but like, you know, cause it, it means that it, that thing has to work or else your personality is done. So if you make friend tech, your whole personality and friend tech does not work, which I want it to work genuinely. Cause I really like these guys, but then you're like that friend tech guy, but then six months you're, Oh, you were that friend tech guy. Same thing for the blur guy, this and that, unless like you this, you're going to make it your personality, but also like make it like work around it. Like you have Cyrus who cooked the blur airdrop and played it properly with his friends. Cause they really planned it properly. Hanway, same $7 million. And then, but then you have on the other side, what happened to Machi, which seemingly he didn't get nearly as much as he spent or farmed on it. Uh, which is, um, which is wild. So, and then you can end up, you know, next thing you know, you have two DGENs, you know, selling, dumping 72 apes on your head. And you don't even get an airdrop for it. So um, <laughs> you got to be, you got to be careful. Number point being, it's just like, you, you're right. I think this was great advice. Don't make one thing your personality. But yeah, so we got some news from, that was a bit, that's big. Listen, it could work. It could not work. You know, stay curious and, you know, don't hate on something just to hate on something, whether you have thoughts and then just go look at, go look at it. And there could be an opportunity here. I mean, look, you're there, This is going to take a few months and also it's up cost. I'll add to that. It's your up cost. This is a three month wait until this happens, right? In Feb, like the whole blast thing. Maybe there's opportunity before this, whether it's gaming coins, AI coins, Ether, like other things, Bitcoin, Solana. I don't fucking know what you're doing with your money, but you know, it's, um, it's, uh, there's things like this that, that are happening in the meantime. So don't make one thing your personality, play a lot of different things and stay curious in this market. So I think this is a very good way to end off, uh, this show. Just one last thing here, uh, Mando, this was not meant to be a topic, but we've got an inside scoop on OSF, uh, here in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, on the timeline, he just posted, why do I look so tiny? Uh, and here's Ovi behind the scenes. Good more to me. <laughs> He's got, look at that. Wait, they didn't even let, let him put a wrecked logo on that, on those shorts? Nah, that's bullshit. Yo, that's great. Honestly, who negotiated his shit? Uh, clearly, he negotiated himself. He was probably like, guys, I'll do whatever you want. I just want to fight. He probably paid to fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ov 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 let's go baby so here it is that's my boy said location all right in dubai this friday i spoke to uh ov on the timeline yesterday quickly uh mando it seems like the fight may actually happen during the show on friday so it looks like we may be getting a mid-show fight this Friday. So we'll get a bunch of the boys on stage. We'll get I can have 10 people on StreamYard. So we'll add eight people on top of you and I. And let's just all watch this fight in the middle, once in the middle of topics and whatnot. It's three rounds of five minutes each top. So we'll we'll broadcast it live. We'll have a look uh, nice. and stuff like that. So look, uh Ovi, but you know what? He does have red guy tattooed on him. So I guess it's fine, right? I guess yeah. that's why he got the tattoo. Look at that. I guess. 
You see it right there? Let me zoom in a lot like that. There it is. You see it right there? Right in the middle of his chest. <laughs> He's got the red guy tatted on him. It's so good. This man. <laughs> I remember we were in Paris when he got the tattoo and came back to the ledger open. Remember that? Guy got the red guy tattoo with he and Rogers. Anyways, all right. Well, folks, that's all she wrote. Episode 16 of FOMO Hour. Make sure you follow us. FOMO show everything you need to know without having to FOMO. Mando, have a wonderful rest of your day. With that, with that, with that, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Se- uh, no, it's 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of FOMO Hour on Rug Radio. Let's go.